Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation, and welcome inside the Electric Factory. It is high noon on a Thursday, and that can only mean one thing around these parts. It's time to go inside the aforementioned Electric Factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, but what you should know by now if you want to get involved with the conversation anytime this afternoon, the best way to get at us, the only way to get at us is on the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the body 52. Duh. Body. What's up, Mozi? How we doing? Well, it's a beautiful day outside. It is. It was kind of chilly this morning. Now we gotten back hot. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Pittsburgh. We might get some snow before the day. It's out. a little bit dry today compared to other days. It is, yes. So with that being said, uh, I feel good. I do too. Yeah, I feel good now. Did not have to uh, to fight the rain on the commute today, unlike the last couple days, which is nice. Yeah. Um, obviously, everybody out there, if you are stuck in some some flood situations, anything like that, be safe, be smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, Definitely thinking about y'all, man. Because, yeah, because I know that that is no fun. I, I certainly, <laughs> I know a lot of my, my, my old Philly brethren out there, Motsi, they are struggle the yeah. schuylkill is underwater in philly some of the pictures are insane let's see uh, shoot they were canceling all schools and everything we, yeah. out our way yesterday we've man. had some bad. of that we've had some yeah. of that here in pittsburgh as well too not quite on that same scale mm-hmm. but yeah to everybody who uh, might be stuck at home or, or something like that uh, all the best to you be safe out there and and hey you got us to rock and roll with you here for the next two hours to help you kill some time plenty to get to today arthur motes it is a thursday so we will catch up with our buddy brian backo about at 25 minutes, half an hour from now. Uh, we will also, before we get out of here, start to do some predictions as next week is game week. Not Steelers-specific predictions, but our larger NFL predictions, right? Some division winners, mm-hmm. who we think is going to win MVP, those type of conversations. But we have to start today, Arthur Motes, ha, with some, let's call it unfortunate news yesterday. You know, you and I have discussed yeah it's still no tj watt deal you're still, right you're very right. very unfortunate news still yeah no tj watt deal i mean watt watch continues I, I, i'm glad you brought that there? up oh yeah he put it on ig he was signing a picture on ig that's the sign oh, okay it's the sign that yeah he hasn't signed his contract yet so yes you're right it's terrible freaking news wesley euler terrible 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 News. All right, I got that off my way. I'm good now. You know the famous like video and like it's been made into a GIF, a GIF, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's Judge Judy. Everybody knows Judge Judy. And yeah, she's yeah. like she's like tapping her watch and come like, on, come on, tap it watch bang. Let's go. That's me right now, Arthur yeah, Motes, looking down at the UPMC Dude. Rooney Sports Complex. I'm tapping my watch, banging the table like Honestly, Judge Judy. I never thought this would happen. I never thought that Donda would be released. Before T.J. Watt signed his extension. <laughs> I never thought that could.
could this happen. the pop culture. Also, Donda took forever to be released. You know Kanye West, the musical genius. Man, he kept pushing it back. He even did a little semi-tour before he even released. I said, it's no way that album would come up before T.J. Watt signs cool. his extension. No way. And here we are. It's happened. It's happened. We got Donda. This is crazy. We still got no TJ extension. <laughs> now I'm asking myself, am I going to get through all 27 tracks before TJ signs his deal? I'm sitting at 12 right now. We might get that, that, Dr. that Dr. Dre album come we've been on, waiting on man. for like 15 years. Come might, on, might, man. Might come we're going to get, get a, a Dr. Dre and, and a Kendrick Lamar album back to back before we get TJ's deal done. Like, I'm getting nervous over here. I Like, I don't know how to handle it either at this point, Motsi, because... We've kind of given all of our thoughts on the entire thing, and we were like, all right, well, it's going to happen after the last preseason game. Well, all right, well, it'll happen here in the next day. No, 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 like, we're still waiting, and you remember and the, 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 the tweets that came out prior to that Thursday night mm-hmm. game? Or, excuse me, that Friday night mm-hmm. game. Hey, oh, it's, it's oh, done. expect it. It's done. It'll it's, it's only a formality Maybe it'll now. happen Friday night. No, no, it might happen during after. the game. Yeah, yeah. What's today? Let me check Let's my watch. A week late. You know what? Uh, Maybe they meant this Friday. Oh. Uh, yeah, classic, classic mix-up. You're right. You're totally right. And when right, they totally said after right. the preseason game, I mean, they Tag were still technically correct. after the preseason. You're right. You're absolutely right. No, Silly rabbit. What, what was I thinking over here, right? I took them too literally. That's one of the things that we'll ask Brian Backo about because, again, I just I, I don't know where to go with this. It's like we're just sitting on our hands in purgatory waiting for something to happen. We've discussed. We've dissected. We've given our thoughts on all of it. We want to see this thing get over the line. But still, we are on hashtag Wattwatch. Motsi, some real tangible news that we do know as it relates to the Steelers roster. Um, Not the greatest news to get when you're staring down uh, just a little over a week until the start of the regular season. Yesterday, Arthur Motes, late in the afternoon, early evening, whatever time you want to call it, the Steelers announced that they have placed Zach Banner, Anthony McFarland Jr., and Stephon Tuitt on the reserve injured List With that, they signed Rashad Coward, B.J. Finney, and Arthur Mullett back to the 53-man roster. The real kicker here, folks, is that now for those three guys, Banner, McFarland Jr., and Tuitt, they cannot play the first three weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Week four would be the soonest they could play. They can return to practice after week three as long as they are healthy, right? Health considered, but they are not allowed to return to practice. They are not allowed to play games until after week three. Motsi... I think you and I have kind of alluded to, and we had a little conversation about him uh, last week, that this was always a real possibility with Stephon Tuitt and everything that he's going through away from football. But, man, when you see Zach Banner on this list as well, too, that's that's concerning. And you know what? Maybe that's starting to put some pieces together about this offensive line, musical chairs, carousel that we've seen taking place here lately. Um, yeah, with the Tua um, situation, for a fact, we could easily see this happen and we could see the framework of it just because of the amount of time he missed. Yeah. And because they had missed that window for putting him on the pup list. Correct. To do that, they would have to have done that as soon as he reported to training camp, which they did not do. So you kind of lose that luxury. But this is the best case scenario for handling this situation with Tuid. We've seen how the Bears handled their situation with Desmond Trufant. Similar situation in terms of a passing of a family member unexpectedly difference was here we had a familiarity with to it and we've allowed him to grieve and now by putting him on injury reserve you give him more time right regardless of whatever else is going on with him from a physical standpoint he gets more time to just get himself back where he needs to be so I do like that and I do like I said kind of expected that to happen as this thing got close to the season yeah 
But with Zach Banner, um, it's mixed reviews. Part of me could see it coming when we're talking about a guy who still wasn't practicing daily in training camp towards the latter part of training camp where you want to see these guys out here multiple days a week. Even right. we talked about Devin Bush. We saw his progression in OTAs. He wasn't out there. Then training camp, it was, okay, he's going to have a day where he's on, a couple days off. And then as it got further and further, started turning into back-to-back days, sure. more frequent practices, and then full participant. But with Zach, when we thought it was going to start taking that step, it never fully materialized, right? We saw him come back, practice here, a couple days off. Played in the game, two series. And then after that, we really never got a chance to see him again. Yeah. So that part is frustrating because I thought that his trajectory was in the right direction. He'll be ready for week one, especially when you look at the timetable of both of those guys' injuries. One guy did it in the second quarter slash third quarter of week one. Week one, yeah, just about a year ago. Right, and the other guy, it was, you know, week six, essentially. So a lot more time in between that, but at the same time, everybody does heal differently. But it's just one of those things where the human element, human nature, right? You see one guy who got the injury a lot later already back, and you just assume that the other guy should be able to do that as well since he has even more time. So that's more so the feeling with him with that, but – it opens up a door, and I do think that the door that is opened is actually going to benefit the Steelers more so in the beginning part of the year than if Banner would have been out there and would have been healthy. Hmm. Explain the, yourself, Arthur. And, and I will. I will. So <laughs> we know Banner beat out Chooks last year for play right tackle. Correct. We saw Banner come in, play two series, and play well at right tackle. Me and you have had the luxury of seeing him on his training camp practice days still come in and look good, look like, hey, you know what, he's going to be fine at right tackle. Like he belongs as a starter in the National Football League. Whereas yeah. with Chooks, we knew Chooks had moved over to left tackle and he was having his struggles. But it seemed like the team was very bent on him being the starter at left tackle, even with me and you and Correct. plenty of other people that have watched him versus Dan Moore. And we all kind of felt that Dan Moore had outplayed him. It just seemed like the way that the team was handling it, that Chooks was always going to get that opportunity to be the opening day starter. Even though, like I said, I don't think that that would have been the best move. Now, with Zach being out the equation, you move Chooks over to the position where he is more naturally productive at. Not saying that he'll be a better player long term at right tackle, but he is naturally a better right tackle today. Sure. I agree with that. And I do. that is a significant thing because Dan Moore, to me, has beaten out Chooks, or at least is on par at a little bit on, ahead of him. At least on par, yeah. To be out there at left tackle. And he's tackle. been more available, and Correct. we know that that is a big so factor in So when I think of always. it, I say, well, I get the guy that I wanted at left tackle, who I thought this preseason really had earned it to a certain extent. You get him at left tackle, but then I get Chooks. Now he is a returning starter. Now my confidence level in Chooks at right tackle is drastically different than my confidence level in Chooks at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Left tackle, what Coach Butts say, we're going to find a cornerback and never, never land. Well, when y'all tell me he was a returning starter and he transitions better here, I feel like y'all selling me never, never land scouting reports because I didn't see it. But at right tackle, we've seen him be successful. We've seen him play 15, or excuse me, play 16 games, start 15 of them a year ago, mm-hmm. and now not once did we feel like he was the weakest link or the right. reason for right. our offensive line's demise. So now when you put him back at right tackle, I feel like, man, even though it's indirectly came about, I do think that that makes that position way better for him, yeah. which in turn makes it better for the offensive line as a whole. I agree with that. I do. It's It's a weird balancing act of how you would like to see this all play out and who we think we should start and who goes on what side and all these things. 
I will say now, though, Motsi, I mean, with Zach Banner obviously missing at least the first three weeks of the season, I mean, they don't have much of a choice in terms of it's going to be Dan Moore Jr. and it's going to be Chooks, right? I mean, they could they could flip them sides, but mm-hmm. those are the guys right now. And it's – hey, it, it, it's, it is what it is these first three weeks of the season. You're going to go against the Buffalo Bills week one, what, nine days from now at this point. Um, and, Plenty and they, of time, actually. Plenty of time. <laughs> They have some guys that can get after the quarterback. Uh, then you're going to have the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Okay. You know, it's it's far cry from the, from the days of Dunlap and yeah. Geno Atkins. They don't even have loss in there anymore. They don't even have loss in there anymore. They, they, got, they got the young cat from uh, New Orleans, but I'm still skeptical on his numbers. Correct. It's still, still though, you know, a division rival, a team that's going to come here to Pittsburgh and, and want to spoil opening day here at Heinz Field. You know, first game with capacity no, no, no. in two that'd, years. That'd be second one. Ah, uh, you're correct. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders pardon me. Open. Yes, yeah. Raiders. Um, Raiders. Raiders pass rush. I mean, they've, they've they'd be interesting. They got they, names. They've got some names. <laughs> they got names. They have some names. Yeah. Some guys with some pedigree. Some guys that still need to put it together. Which um, and, uh, you know, I ain't mean to cut you off. No, right you're here. fine. I do kind of like that though a little bit for us. I. The I fr- it, it's going to be a test those first two games. Yeah, but I like name versus like proven killer. Sure. Because what a name can do is this. If Dan Moore and Chooks goes out there and they block well against the Vegas Raiders, who have some names, right, some former first-round top ten picks, that boosts your confidence because you're telling yourself if you're Chooks or Dan Moore, man, I was a fourth-rounder, it didn't matter. I was a second-rounder, it didn't matter. We can hang with these guys. We're handling this, and then you get your confidence to continue building up. So you sometimes you need those type of, give me heavy name, a a clowny, a Jadavion clowny. He's a a prime example. Mm -hmm. Great name. But you know, hey man, you you can have a good day against him. Production hasn't necessarily you, you can have matched a day. The, right. the pedigree. Yeah, you could definitely have a day, and that's gonna make you feel better about yourself, which ultimately gonna make you a better player going forward as well. So I do like that part. As I interrupt you, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I, that's that's an astute point. I, I I think what I was trying to say in all that right is, you look at the first three games, and there's some challenges in there. It is at least better though, right? Than green, than going up to Lambeau and having to see the Smith brothers. Then maybe going against Cleveland. Maybe going against a team like Minnesota. Yeah. Go, seeing Bud Dupree and the Tennessee Titans coming here. Um, but it's it's still going to be a challenge, nonetheless. Those first three weeks, and and regardless of of how it all plays, and we think how you just laid it out: Chooks right side, Dan Moore left side. At least until Zach Banner returns, they still haven't had a ton of time to work through that like to get live reps with those two as the bookends and everybody else in between it's it's going to be learning on the fly and and mozi i'm i'm very interested to see you know plenty of time nine days how this all looks up in buffalo well i really wanted to know as well with this particular group now i want to know how many times they've been actually out there together because granted we know it's slightly different but we've had chooks and dan out there together OTAs are out there together. They were flip flop positions, but they were they they were still together. I just want to know, like, when you talk about your Trey Turners, your Kendrick Greens, along with your Dotsons, because we knew Dotson wasn't out there all the time Correct. as well. I just don't know, like, if this is a group that maybe they were getting a little bit more reps because of everything. Mm. They could kind of have a leg up in their cohesion, right? They could already be a couple of you know further than what we're thinking sure, of that. Sure. And that's why I, was, I don't have the data on that right now, but that was something that I would be interested to know. With the with that group because that like I said that could benefit them man because that position you all have to work together yeah it, it's one fill all fill it, it, it's that simple it's, man it's, it's, line, it's a man. hand right like yeah. it's, it's a fist Absolutely, it's a hand man. all five of those fingers have to work in conjunction 
it is the 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 su- the the whole can be greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. But the whole can also be worse than the sum of its parts sometimes as well too. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we saw a little bit of that last season where there was a lot of guys with pedigree on the Steelers offensive line but it never quite came together. Yep. Mozi, you know we want the power grid's opinion on I mean, all of this. I thought that was mandatory. Mandatory. I thought that was Required. like that, thank you. Thank you. I heard you get a, I heard you have to uh, you get a 5-day suspension if you don't plus you know, a if fine. You, if you don't involve the power grid. Plus a fine. You might 5 even, 5% of your annual you might salary. You might even get yourself cut, find yourself holding that black trash bag out in street clothes. And then you need 20% of that salary. <laughs> so we want your tweets, your thoughts on uh, obviously, all three of these guys, but I think at, at the top of the list, all due respect to our guy Anthony McFarland Jr., who Motsi and I ha- have a feeling is going to really carve out a role for himself this year. We like what we've seen from him. He's an IR guy too right now. Jeez. But but yeah. but Banner and Tuit, the two starters in this conversation. Let us know your thoughts. What that means for the offensive line. Um, we're going to talk about the defensive line here in just a second as well too. You want to get involved at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. Julie tweets us and says. It's time to run, 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 run. Najee right behind Dotson and Moore. That's how you beat the Buffalo Bills. I think that's what I, I mean. We're gonna like we're gonna see pretty darn quickly. Yeah, um, that is one of the things that the Bills struggle with is their rush defense. We, I don't think Week One, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's throwing the ball forty-five times. I just don't see that happening. See, I could see a scenario where oh, it no, happens. Don't but tell, no, Mochi, don't tell me because this is the thing you have to realize, right? Run, run, run. Najee only works if the game is close. That is also, you fall behind by seven, exactly. you fall behind by 14. And, and yeah. what is something that we know we're still trying to figure out in our cornerback room right now? Who are our four guys that we put out there when they go four wide receivers? That we're 100% confident these are the four. Not a, oh, it could be this guy, it could be that guy. That Hey, these are the guys. Because we know there are four receivers they're throwing out there. Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. Gabriel Davis, mm-hmm. Cole Beasley. So mm-hmm. what are our are four? Good. Are we going, you got Joe Hayden, he's a lock, okay? We don't even know who our technically number two corner is right now. We think we know. No, no, no. We we we, we, we we feel like James Pierre outplayed, yeah. Yeah. but I personally think it's going to be Cam Sutton at cornerback number two. Ooh, because they're going to move my boy Carl Joseph into the slot. We got to talk about him today, nah, too. Well, we will, but I didn't even think it was going that way. I literally think that the way that they're going to start that thing out, Cam Sutton at cornerback number two, when they go sub ball, mm-hmm. bump him inside, though. Okay. And then but James Pierre comes out there. you a lot against Buffalo, exactly. you would imagine. Probably more exactly. so than, than most teams. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. And, but we're still – so, so now when you see, get to that fourth honestly, corner, who's like, your fourth corner? What we see week one could be drastically different than what we see week two or week three. Yeah, easily. We yeah. Still, so which was the fourth guy? Are you going Justin Lane, oh, Arthur Marlette? Is Mark Gilbert available still? Uh, technically, yeah, he's available. Because huh? Carl Jones, I mean, now I hope he'll be ready by then. I don't think it'll take him long, but he'd be an option. Well, he has six six days. He he can't practice. He has to do the six right. Day That's what I'm saying. Thing. So it's gonna be tight. So he might only That's get a practice. Tight. He might only get a practice tight, or two tight. in. Yeah. That's tight against Buffalo. Man, and and and. Arthur Mollette, too, with his injury status, yeah. we'll have to wait and see what his practice participation <laughs> right. looks like next week as well, too. So in terms of the the run, 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 this is why I just I'm skeptical about that approach. Yeah, if it works, if that's, it works the, that's, the, yes. that's the way. Because then you keep that Buffalo Correct. offense off the field. You keep but the defense to rested. To me, but. I don't think that Bill's defense is going to be how people are trying to make, oh, you could just run on them. Because even when they struggled against the run last year, it still was never to the point where it handcuffed what they were able to do because of how prolific the offense is. Correct. And for us, Dan Moore, he played well in the preseason, but as we said. 
That's different. That's a big difference. Been doing it. All right. And, like, let's be honest, too. Absolutely. That's Sunday, 1 o'clock in difference. Orchard Park. First packed stands, that, first tailgates yeah. in two years. That that's, place is going to be gonna be a little different. That's going to be a little different. Black and gold yeah. up there in town. Like, that yeah. place is going to be and, and they're And they're coming off of an AFC Championship game appearance. They're so I, I, I'm with it. I, team, I, I, I love the roster, optimism. Good coach, I love the optimism. Base. You know I love the optimism. But that's all I'm just like, framework. Like, I'm just looking at it and understanding big picture. Like, it's not as simple as how we making it sound. I do think, though, Najee, I mean, we're going to have to play through him. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to play through. Them. Particularly again at the start, and yeah. hopefully it's you know it's it's a neck and neck game, and that can continue, yeah. and you will end up having ten more minutes of possession in the Bills yes. when it's all said and done. That is the formula. But you're right, Arthur. Uh, much easier said, exactly than done. I mean, we're gonna be working through our own rest, our own issues. We're gonna be <laughs> certainly doing plenty of that, and and we'll have to wait and see how that shakes out on the defensive side of the football. Now, Motsi, um Again, you and I kind of had a feeling, we discussed the possibility that this could happen, that Stephon Tuitt would need a little bit more time, that he wouldn't be ready to go to start the season. We now know that he will miss at least the first three games as well, like Zach Banner and Anthony McFarland Jr. And again, maybe this is a different conversation too for week one and then afterwards, depending mm-hmm. on all the sub-package stuff that you might do. But who do you think is first in line to get the reps that would normally go to Stefan to it. I've heard kind of two schools of thought. One is that you move Alu Alu into that role and have somebody else play on the inside. The other is that, you know, now Stefan to it amongst like those seven backup guys that they have. Um, and they kept them all. Remember, and they yep. didn't really, they didn't cut anybody. Um, that it's kind of, you know, it's, it's the joker. It's the break, the pool stick over your leg. And we're going to have tryouts this week. Uh, how do you go about these next three weeks in the absence of the very talented defensive end, Stephon Tuitt? I think it's clear. Um, they got their options already in house. Um, you keep Tyson at nose. I don't want. I'm not a fan of moving multiple people, inconveniencing multiple people. Coach Tomlin he shares that sentiment because now you take Tyson out of his comfort zone, and now he's going to have to be affected to play DN. Then whoever you bring in, obviously, as a new person playing the nose, they're affected as well. That's too many moving pieces for my liking, especially when you know you're going to have interior linebackers who aren't as on the screws early on. Remember, Joe Schober just got here. He's going to have some mistakes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's (laughs) – all credit to him, he's learned what? Like six different defenses in his six years in the – he's had a different head coach every year in the NFL. So he's kind of used to having to pick up those things on the fly, but you're still going to have to give him time. So you don't want to have him looking at the front and saying, dude, are you all even lined up right that's a whole another thing. It's true. That's a whole another thing, baby. All right. So, and, and <laughs> you can't too many moving parts. And don't forget, Devin is still young. So for him, he's not recognizing it like that. If this is Vince out there, Shazier, Timmons is different. Those guys, they've been in the system long enough where you can look and say, "Yo, that three, yeah, you you supposed to be in a one. Hey, you're in the shade, hey, bro. You got to get to the front side. Like bump over. Those guys not there yet. So when I think of that, you don't want to inconvenience multiple people. So I say you keep Tyson at nose. You go Wormley to start it out, though. Wormley to start it out. I love Isaiah Loudermilk, but he is young. He is a rookie, yes. and he has to earn that right. Correct, correct. You don't just throw no rookie out there, a, a fifth-round rookie at that, and just say, hey, man, you play well in the preseason against some backups. Go for it. Nah. No. We go Wormley to start it, but you rotate. You you let Loudermilk get some opportunity. And as he plays, if he earns more playing time, then you allow him to have more playing time. But the similar thing can be said for Chris Wormley as well. But for me, that's how I'm starting it out, man. I'm going Wormley to start that thing opposite Cam, keep Tyson in the middle because I know what Tyson can do yeah, in the middle. Yeah. 
why lose that? And we know Tyson is nowhere. Tyson is a good player at end, but he's not the same player at end as he is at nose. Correct. So you're going to lose productivity at end and productivity at nose when you could just keep him there. And now you got somebody that will be in the framework of a sure, Tyson. Sure. We'll be in the framework of that. So that's kind of how I look at it, man. No, I think I think that's the same thing that I would do as well, too. Um, I, just, I, just, I just think you want particularly early in the season, you, yeah. you want the fewest amount of moving parts possible. Like, we all know it's 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 not the preseason anymore in the sense, right, that you're just going out there with the vanilla game plan. Not at all. But as well, too, you've got a lot you've got new faces to work in on the defensive side of the ball. You mentioned the Joe Schobert angle, Melvin Ingram as well, too. Mm-hmm. Some new starters on the back end, right? Guys yeah. who've been around, but new starters on the back end. That obviously you you want to give time to completely come together. And now all of a sudden, uh one of those one of those down defensive linemen. Uh, Stephon Tuitt is is going to be replaced as well too. I just you got to control what you can control. Yes, and and particularly early on, it feels like having the least amount of confusion, the least amount of of moving parts, is the way to try and con- control that. Relatively, we know it's the National Football League. It's Week One. Things are going to happen. Surprises are going to happen, both for Buffalo and for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can minimize that. Let's call it a potential for error, right? Um, if you just if you just kiss Arthur Motes, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, you I like thought that, you were going to huh? kiss the baby. See, yeah, you you were just you were so shocked there. You had to. You had to I let was. That, I was like, yo, who, who are we kissing? You, I don't had, to, you kiss had to. Today. You had to let that one marinate for just a I second. I like that there, though. Huh? I, I like what you hit us with the kiss. I like um, that. Steeler Nation nine twenty wants to know if there's any possibility you think we could still look into free agency for another corner. Yeah, I mean, there are options out there. I, it wouldn't Even with the addition of Carl Joseph, it yeah. still wouldn't surprise me if they wanted to bring in somebody who's like more a, a of pure a, corner. a pure corner outside yeah. guy. Because Carl Joseph is more of a, a safety. He could yeah. play that nickel role, but right. I don't it's, know if you, you wouldn't want him on outside. Right. It's the difference between a guy that can moonlight at corner versus a guy that plays corner. Yes. Case in point, Carl Joseph can moonlight at corner. Desmond Trufant is a corner. Yes. Trey Nor uh not Trey Norwood, uh Terrell Edmonds can moonlight as a nickel if he needed to, right? Or or make can moonlight as a nickel, uh, as a as a nickel, but they're not full time of that. Like Jimmy Moreland, for example, he's a full time slot corner. He's a full time cornerback, the guy from Washington, right? Mm-hmm. So you got some options, right, in terms of if you wanted to go the free agency route. But for me, my disconnect a little bit with that is the guy that I think fits perfect here is a 100% slot corner Jimmy Moreland Mm. problem being you oh you already know Dukes but the thing is I anticipate Cam Sutton being back in that role and with him just having that new contract I do think Jimmy is a guy that could push him in that role right and Jimmy being released was not because of talent that's the other thing that we always tell, tell people Plenty of people get released, and it has zero to do with whether they were good or not, man. And sometimes just a team might say, this guy fits this need a little bit better exactly. right here. Exactly. Not a better player, just fits what we need right here. And that was the situation for Jimmy. So when I think of him, I'm like, he could easily come here. He was he would solidify the fourth cornerback role 100%. Yep. Yep. But I do think that he could challenge to be that starter in the slot. But if he becomes that, Cam Sutton just signed his new deal. Where is his role now? Sure. And especially after how this offseason played mm-hmm. out with the decisions that were made, guys being released, yeah. that's not one that you want to just, oh, yeah, stone to the side that quick. So that's why for me I just don't see that happening right now. 
920 also adds, I've been on Louder Milk's train since Wisconsin. I've been saying he's going to pop off. I'm sticking to it. He's going to steal the position from Warmly. And if he does, that's great. If, oh, he's, if, he, great steal, if he steals it, that's great. Like Mozi said, though, I don't think you want it, uh, to hand it to him at this point. But, hey, if he performs well enough to steal it from Warmly, that is certainly a good problem to have. A lot of more tweet. A lot of more. <laughs> a lot of more. You need a lot of more tweet. Lots of more. Lo- a lot of more tweets. Lots of more tweets to get to? No, that's a that's a department of redundancy department. Lots of tweets to get to still. And we will do that as the show continues. But when we come back here, we got to get to our good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Backer of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, will join us when we return. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR.